Good morning. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Lent. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. If you haven't yet completed the Disciple Maker Index Survey, please do so. You may complete the survey on our website or by returning a paper copy. Paper copies are available at the entrances of the churches and the parish office. The survey will run through the end of this month. Our Lenten Nails collection of personal care items for the less fortunate continues through the end of the month. If you haven't yet, please take a Lenten nail tag and return your donation to the church or the parish office. This weekend, as we hear the gospel of the man born blind, we will be collecting gently used eyeglasses to donate to those in need. There are containers in both churches where you may drop them off. If you have old glasses that you no longer need, please consider donating them. Assisting us today are lectors Fran Casillo, Mark Samponia, Kathy Betts, Irene Hearn, our altar servers are Ben Erickson and Parker Erickson. Our interpreter is Diana Saunders Conley. I'm your cantor, Madeline Agello. Our organist is Bill Brinzer, accompanied by the choir. Our celebrants are Father Michael Stumpf and Deacon Frank Zemanski. Please remain seated throughout the entire Mass so that the interpreter may be seen. Rejoice, O Jerusalem, and gather round all you who love her. Rejoice in gladness, after having been in sorrow, exult and be replenished with the consolation flowing from her motherly bosom. I rejoiced when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And now our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Rejoice, O Jerusalem, and gather round all you who love her. Rejoice in gladness after having been in sorrow. Exult and be replenished with the consolation flowing from her motherly bosom. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Welcome, everyone, celebrating the fourth Sunday of Lent. Of course, between the celebrations of Patrick and Joseph, right? Um, also, uh, we always extend a warm welcome to those who are visiting, but we express, uh, extend a special welcome to uh, Tom Lenz, who's here with us today. Uh, Tom is here from Catholic Leadership Institute. And if you recall, we received a, a grant as a parish that uh, we will have a consultant working with us for the next three years or so, including um, what you're being invited into, which is the Disciple Maker Index as kind of the beginning assessment. So special welcome to Tom, who's among us. As we gather and continue to deepen, as we gather and continue to deepen our relationship with and in the Lord that clarifies the vision of our minds and our hearts, we open ourselves to God's mercy. Let us pray. God, who through your word reconciled the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant that through prompt devotion and eager faith, your Christian people may hasten towards the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse, of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees, 
does God see? Because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse replied, there is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold, and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, there, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our responsorial psalm for the fourth Sunday of Lent may be found in the inside back cover of your hymnal. Oh 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, the man blind or his parents? Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back and was able to see. 
His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. But others said, no, it just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. They brought the one who was blind, once blind, to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on the Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, if he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know that is I was blind and now I can see. So they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciple. We are disciple of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. We do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, this is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that any, anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything.
They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin and you are trying to teach us? And they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He said to him, you have seen him, the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to him, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying we see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Back when I was in third grade at St. Matthew's up in Tyrone, PA, it came apparent that I needed glasses. And I feel sorry for her that she has to spell my last name, but with a name like Szymanski, I was not in the first row at all, ever. I was always in the back, far from the blackboard. But it became apparent that I needed glasses because the nuns started thinking I was making funny faces at them, trying to see the board. So I got the, they sent a letter home to my parents. They said, take your son to the eye doctor. He needs glasses. So off I went and got glasses and I was able to see. But of course, before that, you know, it's not like my, eye, my eyesight kind of changed just like that. It came over a period of time. And sooner or later, it got, seeing the blackboard became worse, or even just watching television became worse and worse. But once I got glasses, I was able to see clear. Of course, back then, my eyesight was like, of course, this is for the older people. Remember the old 60s and 70s television? You know, they were fuzzy at best. And that's what my eyesight was like. And all of a sudden, putting those glasses on, I was getting like 4K television like you have today, real nice and clear, able to see a lot of things a lot better. But in our own lives, it's like our sight. Sometimes we see clear, and sometimes we don't see clear. And sometimes we often see we're like blind. We don't see at all. And it's not necessarily what we see with our eyes, but what we see with our heart. And we go through this world we, with our own perceptions and our own self-justifications and our own self-righteousness of how we view the world and we view people that same way. We get stuck on one certain thing, and whatever, it's something bad that they have done, and that's what we hang on to. And they could be the greatest person in the world, they could do wonderful works, but yet we get so tied on that one thing and we can't see clearly of the good works that they do or anybody else does. We think of the blind man in the gospel today, that Jesus healed him. And he goes through three types of phases in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when they first asked him, they said, well, who healed you? 
It was a man named Jesus. That's all he knew. And of course, the Pharisees didn't think anything of it, but this man who was now able to see, not thinking that was the greatest thing. They kept on thinking he was a sinner. He was born in sin. They couldn't see the goodness of what God has done to this man. But in relationship with, with the blind man, he changed. So they asked him a second time, who made you see a prophet? And then they asked him one more time, who made you see, who healed you? Now it's the Lord. When our relationship builds with Christ, we were able to see but we, like I said before, we seem to be tied on things that are in the past or what we look at other people. We are blind to see the goodness of the elderly people in our lives, our parents, our friends and neighbors. We are blind to see the goodness of our own brothers and sisters. We are blind to see the goodness of the homeless and the challenged. We are blind to see the goodness of an unborn child. We were blind to see Christ in the Eucharist. Our relationship has to build with Jesus Christ, that he shows us his love, his compassion, and his mercy towards us. No matter what we have done, he always sees the good of who we are. Not how we look, not how we think, but what's in our hearts. And he wants us to change how we see other people, to see the goodness of what the people are doing in our lives, to see the goodness of an unborn child, to see the goodness of those who are homeless, to see the goodness in our brothers and sisters, to see the goodness of the elderly, to see the real presence of Christ in our lives. And when that relationship builds, then we can see the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Christ is present in our lives and many factors in the Word, in the community, and throughout the world. Maybe we have to clean our eyes, our hearts, to see the greatness of God in our lives throughout the world. We have to be that light in a world that's so covered in darkness. It's a beautiful world out there. It's cold right about now, but it's a beautiful world out there. And we just have to open our eyes and our hearts to see it. God is in our midst. God is our light. Let's take God's light out in this world and make it a brighter, beautiful world. We together profess our faith. I'm going to ask three questions. Response to those questions is, I do. Do you believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, died, buried, 
rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith that we are proud to profess through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Trusting the compassion that God has for us and for all people, we offer these needs and prayers with sung response. around the world, especially in the Ukraine, Turkey, and Syria, that they may find hope and healing. We pray. list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray. forth on this weekend a feast of Saint Joseph for all fathers and father figures that they may have the grace and strength to live out their call to nurture and protect we pray
for all those who have died in our parish community, especially Lawrence Schaefer and Clyde Rossiter, that they may be that may they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray also for John L. and Josephine Gitnick and all the attentions on the altar and also those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. On the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is, number 712 in your hymnal, 712.
pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of Jesus for the praise and glory of his We place before you with joy these offerings which bring eternal remedy, Lord, praying that we would both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. It is our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ. By the mystery of the incarnation, he has led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of faith and light. He has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures in heaven and on earth sing a new song of adoration. We too, with all of the angels and saints, cry out and without end acclaim. <laughs> Indeed, holy Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again, giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this 
in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Therefore, we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to stand in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking in the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, all clergy and all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we, too, may be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Please rise as you're able. Growing in unity with the Father and with each other at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Grant peace in our day that by the help of your mercy we may be freed from sin, protected from all anxiety, 
as we wait the joyful hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Grant us peace and unity, that's in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed who are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. For those who are celebrating with us virtually today, we offer this prayer for spiritual communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in, each, and in each other. We believe you are present in the blessed sacrament, the word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you through the power of your most Holy Spirit that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Please join us singing our communion hymn, number 651, Open My Eyes, 651.
<laughs> so, so since Tom is here among us, we have to teach him some sign language, okay? And so teaching him sign language, teaching all of us some sign language based off of the readings and uh, Deacon Frank's homilies. So we're going to learn the signs see and blind, okay? See is easy, right? You have, okay, these are your two eyeballs, right? These are your two eyeballs, right? Right? No. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's for the French word bois, which means to see. Oh, jeez. So she says this is based on French. The word what? Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, here, here we go. So, okay, so, so to see, right? See, right? See, right? Which is very interesting because you've seen people do things like... Right? Right? I'm watching you, right? Right? So, so, so right? That's actually sign language, right? right? So, 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 see... And notice the difference between that and blind, right? Blind is right? blind. So see and blind. Notice one is outward moving and the other is inward moving. And of course, what we were talking about is your heart, right? Seeing or blindness. So everyone with me? V up to your eyeball and out. That's seeing and then blind. Very good. One last thing, one last announcement. Uh, there are some folks who are here for baptisms after or a baptism after mass. Once again, if you are parked in this parking lot right here, it's important that you do not block traffic. So if you're staying for the baptism, ask you either to pull across to the other parking lot or start your car and pull back around. We'll wait for you. Let us pray. God, who enlighten everyone who comes into the world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendor of your grace, that we would always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Glorify the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 641, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. 641, we'll sing verse 1, 2, and 3. Uh-oh. Ha, ha, ha.